0: Betches Media presents.
1: I like beer. I don't know if you, do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not.
0: Um, My party is going bat- crazy. Ah! You're You're the pop- it- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America!
1: Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbine.
2: I'm Brian Russell Smith.
1: And today we have a very special President's Day First Lady Tribute episode. <laughs> Right, I mean, we're
0: kind of over the presidents. Like, they've fucked up enough. (laughs) Let's
1: talk about their wives. (laughs) And the gang's
0: all here, guys.
1: I know, all three of us are in the studio to tell you. We each picked two first ladies that fascinate us. Yes. Um. And we're going to talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> we all have little packets of info. Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to go in chronological order.
1: Yes, we yeah. are.
2: So, and unfortunately, we couldn't do every first lady. No. But here's six.
1: Yeah. Six and of, um. And we're not doing Michelle because we all determined like you guys remember her. Her. Like, <laughs> we <we're> also like know <laughs> her.
0: She has a book. It yeah. came out. Yeah. I often post excerpts of her book. You guys can check those out on the Betches mm-hmm. Up Insta story. Yeah.
1: We've got. You guys know. <laughs> Like you yeah. know about Michelle, right? Her book *Becoming* is out now. If you want to learn more, like, right. just and not its a great
2: book. book. Yeah. I read it. But
0: she is great. She may get referenced. Yeah. In this episode. We'll certainly be thinking about
1: her. Throughout <laughs> the episode.
0: I always think about
1: her. I know. I think about her every day.
0: Yes. When you wake up. And when you go <laughs> to like, sleep. What yeah. would
1: Michelle. What is Michelle doing? She's probably waking up. We're going to sleep. <laughs> yeah. That w- thing w- about M-D. her mom's text was like. WWMD.
0: She's a real person. Yeah.
2: WWMD.
1: W- w- WWMOD.
2: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. That sounds better than less. It's like, less Nick Chaney. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um <laughs> So, Sammy, do you want to kick us off? I'm going to kick us off. Abigail Adams. Yes. <laughs> All right. She
0: was. She was the f- second first lady. Mm-hmm. But some people, she's actually kind of. Considered, and this is from her Wikipedia page, so it, you know it's accurate. Yep. She's actually considered one of the founders of the United States. Wow. Oh, wow. So she's a founding mother. I would say that that, that makes sense yeah. to me. She is a founding mother. Yeah, not only was she the wife of John Adams, who was the second president, she was the mother of John Quincy Adams, who was, I think, like the fourth president. Yes. So that's like pretty big deal. She shares that role with Barbara Bush, who was wow. both the wife and the mother. Wow. You know, it's a very
2: exclusive club. And then if you're Mike Pence... Wife and mother are the same person.
0: Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Right. So she, te- well. she technically is in that club like a little bit too. Just yeah. like the little. Yeah. yeah.
1: In a different, strange, demented, <laughs> upsetting way.
0: Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like most, I think, famous women back in the 1700s, she came from like a wealthy, well-known well-connected mm-hmm. family yeah but you're the, not
1: starting starting from the bottom now we are hearing the 1700s <laughs> it's
0: like, exactly. not happening
1: <laughs> yeah exactly so
0: she didn't but even though she was like you know up there in society she actually didn't even receive a formal education her mother taught her and her sisters to read write and cipher i don't even know what ciphering is
1: <laughs> but oh my god is that like like dis- mean like a clue like yeah <laughs> yeah does that mean like she could decrypt like secret messages yeah maybe like honestly maybe during the
0: revolutionary war like she could have been like a cryptographer
1: but she wasn't allowed in the army
0: because she was a woman
1: i guess in a world where letters are like a bigger deal you might need to cipher yeah Yeah. well then i think reading (laughs) and writing cover it yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) who knows um she met john adams when she was 15 so this is like a I want to say high school sweetheart situation, but she didn't go to school. <laughs> so I can't. Um, but as first lady, she was, a, she took a very active role. She was very in the loop on policies. She was very much like in front of the scenes. People like knew about her. And that was very different than Martha Washington, who did not only not make our podcast episode, <sighs> but she was like really behind the scenes. She mm-hmm. wasn't like trying to push her, push her views on anyone but we're actually very lucky that Abigail did want to push her views yes. on people because she believed slavery was evil and a threat to the American democratic experiment. She was like an early adopter of equality, which yeah. is mm-hmm. like pretty great <laughs> considering most of these other guys not on are, that page. Yeah,
1: exactly. Many contemporaries are not yeah. uh, there yet.
0: Exactly. She was a woman's right advocate, women's rights advocate at the time. She was an advocate of married women's property rights, like women, Married women or unmarried women, women couldn't own anything. No, So it's like she was really like hitting that up very early. She was, um, she was an advocate for more opportunities for education for women. Again, clearly not a given considering she didn't even have an education or a formal one. She thought that women should not submit to laws not made in their interest. Still mm. a problem today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nor should they be content with the simple role of being companions to their husbands if mm. that's not what they're into. Um, and people know her as like saying, remember the ladies, mm-hmm. but I think it's actually worth reading the whole quote because it was actually p- very progressive for the time. She said, remember the ladies and be more generous and favorable up to them than your ancestors. Do not put such unlimited power into the hands of the husbands, not mm. just men, the husbands. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where we are yes. there. Remember all men would be tyrants if they could. <laughs> Th- she's like an early me too woman. <laughs> If particular care and attention is not paid to the ladies, we are determined to foment a rebellion. It only took us like two hundred and fifty years. And will not hold ourselves bound by any laws in which we have no voice or representation. I feel like this is a very,
1: very radical statement. Yeah Yeah. for the time. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. Yeah. And that was her basically like sending a letter to her husband being like, Hey, you're gonna be president now. Don't fuck me over Yeah, like, remember there are 50% of the population that you should also take into account.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and anyone who wants to be like, well, she should have stayed home and taken care of her family. Actually, Abigail Adams was not even present at her husband's inauguration because she was taking care of his dying mother. (gasps) So she really is that bitch. Wow. She (laughs) was a lady of the work and the home. (laughs) And, you know, she, she had it all before Sheryl Sandberg even, like, tried to tell you that you could do that. Yeah, even yes. though that's a lie. So yeah. she, And she's
1: portrayed by Laura Linney. Is that where we're going? Yeah. The HBO. Uh, biopic <gasps> with uh, Paul Giamatti. It's, it's actually so great. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: there's, that, there's that, that scene where she's like, they, they were living in Boston. Yes. And she was like watching the Boston Tea Party happening. It was really cool. Wow. Yeah.
0: She rocks. Got to get that Insta. It's really. Yeah. It's very good. I know.
1: <laughs> Why she's didn't like, she
2: grabbed that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, this is gonna. This is gonna have. Crazy engagement (laughs) Crazy (laughs)
0: Guys Like Hashtag Hashtag tea party
1: Yeah Exactly
0: (laughs) So that was Abigail Adams I mean obviously In a nutshell I really feel like She was like She's a great role model Just based on All of these things She was very ahead Of her time For women's rights For African American rights So go Abigail Yeah
2: Yeah. Really I love into it Really
0: her She definitely deserves The title As one of the founders In my book So who
1: do we have next
0: Brian I think we
2: have next um, First lady edith wilson wow we're
0: fast forwarding like a whole century cause, yeah. Like, yeah nothing fucking happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: then there's just like a bunch of nonsense mary yeah. todd's in there yeah she was i think like a little crazy yeah. yeah yeah i mean but apparently abraham lincoln also had depression yeah well and side suicide. note, this is a complete side note but you know lincoln the biopic yeah. yes my biggest pet i did not like that movie but my biggest pet peeve with it is that sally field as mary todd lincoln every single line i don't know who wrote it but every single line she's just like I will go insane if this thing that we know historically is going to happen, happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, I'm just like, stop. Why? She wasn't constantly predicting her own insanity. That's not real. That's not how insane <laughs> people how, work. No. Yeah.
2: I wonder how that movie ended. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so Edith Wilson, she was the second wife of the 28th president Woodrow Wilson. When she met Woodrow Wilson, his previous wife had died in December of 1914 they met in 1915 while he was president in may and then they were engaged by september of 1915 and then married by december 1915 imagine if the
0: president was dating
1: that is yeah. yeah. They, That's said, they crazy. said Woodrow
2: Wilson was like super depressed after his wife died. uh warranted. Yeah, and she like brought him out of her depression. But that it was both of the. They were both widows. He was. She was a widow. She was married to another guy. Um, she was like formally educated to a certain point. She grew up in Virginia. She was Thanks part of to like Abigail. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was um like a part of like Virginian aristocracy. Um, she studied music. Uh, and basically the big thing about. Edith Wilson. Well is that also fun fact mm-hmm. sh- she is one of three uh people to be married wa- to a like a sitting president.
1: Oh, like, yeah, that would be crazy for there to be like a wedding. Yeah. I guess if Cory Booker yeah. gets it then he could marry Rosario Dawson, his oh, girlfriend. That, that would be cool. crazy. Oh my god, imagine if the president got married to Rosario Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even care who the president we, is, like any president. Imagine if
0: the president got married at all. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, it would be the royal wedding but just like way less chic. Yeah. yeah. I mean depending on who the president is i mean if it were obama like that would be chic wedding yeah
2: yeah and so the interesting about edith wilson is that during um president woodrow wilson's like i don't know presidency he had a major stroke so on the evening of september 25th 1919 edith wilson found her husband on the floor of his bathroom in the middle of the stroke prior to the stroke though she he had already like brought her into the fold Mm -hmm. he was including her in all these cabinet meetings and tactical sessions and before long she was like she knew as much about the country's inner workings as Woodrow Wilson did and at one point she even fired the secretary of state for insubordination
0: whoa she fired him
2: yeah that's
0: like how Melania fired that that person Yeah. yeah I don't remember why yeah I think think, it was, like, some petty bullshit, but... Yes,
1: but, like, she did (laughs) that. Edith Wilson paved the way.
0: And so, after the
2: stroke, um, she was like, "Mm mm-mm, vice president is not signing in. Uh, And so, for the next several months... Yeah. She she basically went from FLOTUS to POTUS, becoming the de facto president, and essentially ran the country in her husband's... Like, in her husband's absence. Um, Historians say that she was essentially the nation's chief executive until her husband's term concluded basically because this was like right post-world war one mm-hmm. and woodrow wilson was trying to make the league of nation you know the treaties versailles so there's a lot of shit that was going on yeah they needed to like figure it out and so she would like go to all of the meetings the president was supposed to go to
0: like ivanka yeah mm-hmm. but like a knowledgeable one. <laughs> yes. and
2: she like would like she would then she would like take all the notes that everyone like all the cabinet secretaries would be having and then take them upstairs to their private like residence and apparently like she was consulting him but a lot of people don't believe that she really was it's like <gasps> i think he hard was like know. Sick. Yeah. he was like he was like completely paralyzed on one side he couldn't see out of his right eye <laughs> he
1: like yeah. he i'm sorry it's just i was just like oh my god that's really bad
2: no one knew and no one really knew what to do because they were like do we because like the and even the vice president was like okay she can do it like he like didn't (laughs) want to be president it was like such a weird thing
1: it reminds me of that plot line in the last season of handmaid's tale where Uh, serena and offred are like like running gilead in fred's stead but you know what's like a little unsettling about this that this yeah. happened.
0: Like, this I is know. a little unsettling, yeah. I think.
2: Yeah, she called herself, like, the stewardess of the time. Like, she was, like, the shadow steward.
0: Before that became, like, pejorative. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: before, like, there were airplanes. So, yeah. like, it didn't yeah, have the same kind of invasion. Right. Um,
0: very different. And right.
2: so, I mean, there might have been airplanes. No, there weren't. Okay. <laughs> I
0: think they were, like, coming
1: about around that
0: yeah. time. Like, yeah, the Wright brothers were just, like, tinkering with some things.
1: Yeah, there definitely was not, com- like, commercial, there was no commercial flights. flights. There were no <laughs> flight attendants. Yeah, for yeah sure. It
2: was, it was, like, just a mystery to people. Because, like, he was doing this whole, like, tour trying to promote, like, peace. And then he suddenly just stopped. And everyone's like, where the fuck did he go?
0: Right, I mean, I, like that. See, this is something that could only happen when there is no social media. I yeah. don't think this could happen now. No, like, realistically,
1: or a twenty-four but, hour news cycle. It's just people would be like, "Where's the president?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah like all the time. <laughs> like when Melania went missing for thirty days, and everyone was like, "Where is Melania?" Yeah, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> when she's Mitch here. McConnell went went missing for like six hours?" Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is like,
0: "Where is he?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. See, uh, this is completely. You can't mean, really go anywhere. Yeah.
2: Uh, never mind. I was gonna say, did you see like Joe Scarborough was like mysteriously gone from morning joe for a while and did he just do you think he had work done
0: <laughs> oh my god Ooh. i wouldn't be that shocked honestly i, I kind of think he might have <laughs> i'm gonna check him out
1: he came back
2: yeah, a little fresh face.
1: Left. i left yeah. something he
2: looked a little fresh we faced need to
1: get me. him on celeb face like, yeah. like <laughs> the before and after um, oh my gosh but yeah <laughs> honestly like
0: so probably. she was kind
2: of like the first woman president in a certain sense uh, interesting yeah. in a non-official you couldn't be called capacity it, yeah use,
1: like the whole point but it just goes to show very, yeah. a woman could be the president yeah it it technically <laughs> um, it technically she can do the job she was very right. claire underwood of her right. yes very very
2: um elise
1: okay i am now going to talk about eleanor roosevelt who's truly one of my favorites. uh I've watched the Ken Burns Roosevelt series on Netflix like multiple times. Mm. Uh, And I think at the one point when it came to Netflix, I was watching it. And also Cardi B was watching it because she started just tweeting a bunch of stuff about FDR. And I was like, I think she's watching the Roosevelt's on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Because why is she tweeting
0: this? You know how like you can you and. Cardi B could be looking at the same moon. Exactly. We're watching the same. (laughs) (laughs) same I was like, I wonder
1: if we're on the same episode because she was tweeting stuff that I had just learned in the documentary and I was like, I think Cardi B and I are like watching the same thing
0: right now. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs)
1: Um, Okay. So Eleanor Roosevelt rocks. Uh, She had uh, a really rough childhood. Uh, She, so her mom died of diphtheria in 1892 when she was really young. Her brother died of diphtheria the Mm -hmm. same year. Uh, Vaccinate your children. (laughs) <laughs> and her, Thank you. Uh, her father was an alcoholic who lived in a sanitarium for most of her life and then he died two years after that because he jumped out a window Jesus. in like a fit so she had a really sad childhood also throughout her childhood people just openly called her ugly like and it's really really That's sad. So sad it's truly sad well, she got the last laugh because we're talking about her and exactly not that. exactly yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's interesting. We'll, we'll contrast her with the person who I'm doing next, teaser, yeah. and it's very different. But um, people, like literally her mom was like, She was just an ugly baby. And I'm like, how the fuck do you call your own baby baby ugly? Ugly. When she was 14, Eleanor wrote in her diary no matter how plain a woman may be, if truth and loyalty are stamped upon her face, all will be attracted to her. Oh my God. Wow. I mean, it's nice, but like, she's 14. Like, how the hell are you going to be just telling this little girl she's ugly? I know. And all the
0: advertisements and all the commercials just making her feel like shit, like she needed to use some face cream. Yeah. Really wasn't working.
1: It's. It sucks, Uh, but she meets her distant cousin, Franklin Roosevelt. So her name was always Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, mm. sh- her name never changed Wow <laughs> yeah. She did not change her name No she what yes, a feminist she's the first wow. feminist Not to change her name uh, She meets her cousin Franklin How distant could
0: they have been If they were both
1: Roosevelts? That sounds like A first cousin kind of thing So there are two Wow well, Let me get into it There are two branches Of the Roosevelt family There's the Oyster Bay Roosevelts And the Hyde Park Roosevelt Oh I've been to the Oyster Bay house Before so Jonathan hi- and I have like Smoked there so <laughs> <laughs> Great So the Oyster Bay Roosevelt I think that I think Eleanor's from the Oyster Bay Roosevelt's and Franklin is from the Hyde Park Roosevelt. Oh, well so she had a really close relationship with her uncle with Teddy Dossoms? Roosevelt. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, they're all from New York High Society and actually A lot of people, so Teddy Roosevelt went to their wedding and when asked about the relationship, he said, it's a good thing to keep the name in the family. Right, So keep the gene pool extra small. Yeah, nobody had a problem with the fact that they were both Roosevelt's. Sarah Ann Delano, FDR's mom, did not approve of the marriage because... She thought Eleanor was ugly. This is gonna be a thing that comes (laughs) up often. It's very fucked up. Her mother-in-law. Sarah Ann Delano was very mean to Eleanor. You have the same fucking jeans, bitch. Although they don't (laughs) because she's a Delano. Whatever. But Sarah Ann Delano and FDR had like a very weird mommy baby relationship that Mm. was like not yeah they had she was obsessed with her son and she was like my son is the most beautiful boy and so like no woman was ever gonna be good enough for him but she really didn't like eleanor like at all and then she bought like sarah and eleanor bought them like a house exactly next door to her own house and then she decorated it like herself so eleanor couldn't even like oh my god so
0: controlling mother-in-laws are like yeah i yes. guess they've, they always told yeah, they've always been there always
1: been there but eleanor eventually makes her own little house called val kill that's like her little sanctuary anyway um eleanor so obviously fdr had a lot of affairs and stuff eleanor is rumored to have had some affairs with women in her life we obviously don't know for sure um but she had a very close relationship with amelia Earhart, mm, and wow. one time the two of them snuck out of the white house and went to a party <laughs>
2: Wow! <laughs>
1: what? Yes, and uh, Earhart helped Eleanor Roosevelt obtain a student permit to fly, but then Eleanor didn't do it because FDR was like, "I don't think it's proper." Proper. She also what about safe. <laughs> yeah, proper. <laughs> I know it's like uh, whatever. Eleanor also also had a really close relationship with her biographer Lorena Hickok, who she called Hick, and there are a lot of letters that have come out between them. Um, and they included things like she said, uh, I want to put my arms around you and kiss you at the corner of your mouth. Uh, I can't kiss you, so I kiss your picture at night and in the morning. But Aww. even still, it's like not, I mean, it's not confirmed what her relationship with her was. Like, no one really knows. But, I mean, maybe she just really liked her. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, she just really, like, really Look, liked her friends. I think we
0: can call a spade a spade. No one writes these things to their very close friend. She might Eleanor be. Eleanor Roosevelt was a lesbian. Or and it's fine maybe she Or was she was
1: bi. Right. We don't know. She was attracted to women. In some capacity. And or men. In some capacity. Yeah. Because I and do think fine. that she loved FDR as well. I think it's fine. Mean, anyway. Six yeah. children is a lot of children. Yeah, they did have sex. They had sex six times. But anyway, here are the the most interesting things about Eleanor Roosevelt are the way that she spent her life and the way that she spent her first ladyship. Uh, At the time, like we remember her, she's like super revered now, but she was really controversial at the time. Uh, She was the first uh, first lady to hold regular press conferences, and in 1940, she became the first uh, first lady to speak at a national convention. She also wrote a weekly column called My Day, where she talked about her day. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> so she's the original
0: <laughs> influencer yes exactly she would
1: be like this is what a I did a lot today. of people have
0: been asking about the White House renovations <laughs> yes
1: uh on her first she also was the first first lady to host a weekly radio show and I thought this was really interesting on that first show she talked about the effect of movies on children the need for a censor who could make sure movies did not glorify crime and violence her opinion on the recent all-star baseball game and she read a commercial for a mattress company and I was like oh my god Casper (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, like Lisa like they've got like oh my god mattresses have been sponsoring podcasts since (laughs) the beginning of time that's so funny I know I was like I wish (coughs) Abigail Adams that had a podcast i love just thinking like put in Claude roosevelt <laughs> and you can get a 30 day free trial like, like, um <laughs> i'm just googling her now she's not like that no, ugly like, it's crazy also when she was younger she like looks like a regular lady it's she it's looks very, more <laughs> attractive when she's it's younger it's very mean it's it's crazy she's not
0: that ugly guys. no like she's not a supermodel but like uh, no other nah, way nah, yeah
1: okay yeah. So anyway, in her first year in her husband's administration, Eleanor Roosevelt was determined to match his salary. So she earned over $75,000 from her own lectures and writing. From her with sponsorships? From sponsorships. She had a charcoal whitening cream. <laughs> she, she's wow. out here selling detox teas. <laughs> <laughs> Sugar bear hair. Yeah, exactly. She's making money. Um... She, wow! I can't wait to break till this news breaks to our audience. Yeah. <laughs> they get to hear about <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt's sponsorship. Sponsor- <laughs> so great! Um, she did a lot of awesome work. She uh, she would go to Depression era labor meetings to show that like the White House cared about labor. She visited a mine, and then there was a really famous cartoon in the New Yorker that showed a mine, like a man in a mine peering through a hole, and he could see Eleanor Roosevelt, and it said, "For gosh sakes, here comes Mrs. Roosevelt." <laughs> Wow. Which I loved. Sense very, of humor very, very famous cartoon. Um, That's
0: so she weird. She started
1: a project where she tried to create a planned community in Arthurdale, West Virginia, for like these down and out minors. And it was kind of a mess. But the people who lived in the planned community said it improved their lives, but it didn't really happen the way she wanted. And it actually spawned her becoming really active in civil rights because she wanted it to be a mixed racial and religious community. Wow. And the minors were like, no, we'll only do it if it's all white Christian people. And that sounds so like she, what
0: they're saying now too. Yes. So she was like, okay,
1: I guess, but it made her more interested in civil rights. So on that course, she was like way more radical than civil rights on her hu- than her husband by many, many miles. Um, despite the president's desire to placate Southern sentiment, uh, she was very vocal in her support for the civil rights movement. She um she basically came to the conclusion after they this- made them
0: hate her even more. Oh
1: yeah. So after this experience in Arthurdale, she started to look at the New Deal programs and she was like these aren't being distributed equally to African Americans and she was basically the only person in the Roosevelt administration who was trying to make it so that like black Americans got access to the new deal programs at the same rate as white people. Um, She broke with tradition by having hundreds of African American guests at the white house. Most notably there was this singer who was a really famous singer Her names Marian Anderson. She was black. She was really famous, but because of the time that she came up in, she was like the greatest singer of her time. But because she was black, she couldn't play in a lot of different places. And at one point, she was denied the use of Washington's Constitutional Hall by the Daughters of the American Revolution. And so Eleanor Roosevelt... Dars. I know. Eleanor Roosevelt resigned in protest from the Daughters of the American Revolution and helped arrange another concert on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial for Marian Anderson. Wow. Good yes. for her. She later presented Anderson to the King and Queen... After she had Anderson perform at a White House dinner. So she was like, fuck all of that. Uh, She lobbied behind the scenes for a 1934 bill to make lynching a federal crime, which FDR was too scared to sign. He would not publicly support the bill. So just think about when being anti-lynching was too radical an opinion for the president to have
0: that was in the 1930s
2: sounds this, this yes. really like less than 100 things, years ago
0: this really throws things into contrast like now with the whole ralph northam thing with the mm-hmm. blackface and all these people in virginia who are coming out and then you hear about eleanor roosevelt and you hear about abigail adams who were already progressive on civil rights it just shows yes. that like that like th- the, the history it, to some extent people want to use that as an excuse like it was what they were doing at the time and like i get that but at the same time Like you have people Who were against That sort of yeah. thing Yeah Forever. exactly <laughs> Talking about so, Abigail
1: Adams Being like remember the ladies Like all of this stuff Like thing th- People have been Speaking truth to that For a long time as well Right You know like the idea That that stuff is wrong Has been out there For as long as it's been the, right. Those things have been Out there as well So obviously this made her Really unpopular in the south And they There was fake news Spread about her um, they, they spread rumors Of Eleanor clubs For formed by servants to oppose their employers and eleanor tuesdays on which african-american men would knock white women down on the street. <laughs> that was the rumor is that they'd be like it's eleanor tuesday and then like black men would push down white ladies which obviously was not happening <laughs> so that's like the <laughs> new Clear. Blue lives matter yeah it was mm-hmm. just like not real like it wasn't yeah. real it wasn't happening um and then when race riots broke out in detroit in uh, detroit in june of 1943 eleanor was blamed partially for them they said that she riled everybody up um eleanor roosevelt also came out against japanese internment while it was happening and in 1943 she visited an internment camp during the war um and i don't really care do you yeah exa- yeah. yeah she wore she wear her jacket yeah. yeah she wore her i don't really <laughs> care do you jacket from zara <laughs> um she put on her best zara coat and she headed over to the internment camp and she gave a speech there and i just have one quote from it she said um We have no common race in this country, but we have an ideal to which all of us are loyal. We cannot progress if we look down on any group of people amongst us because of race or religion. Every citizen in the country has a right to basic freedoms, to justice and to equality of opportunity. We retain the right of our individual lives as we please, but we can only do so if we grant others the freedoms that we wish for ourselves. Um, Yeah and she was Widely criticized for that the Los Angeles Times That said that she should be forced To retire from public life because of the speech that she gave Uh, she was a champion of women's rights i'm sure that you can imagine she made it so that no male reporters could come to her press conferences and that was a strategic move one to like create a dialogue between women but also it forced newspapers to hire female correspondents so that they could come to her press conferences
0: wow thank you so she was very very progressive and consistent in her views yes
1: and she was just honestly she was like a quotes machine also uh great minds discuss ideas average minds discuss events small minds discuss people a woman is like a tea bag you can't tell how strong she is until you put her in hot water (laughs) never allow a person to tell you no who doesn't have the power to say yes
0: eleanor supports my theory that the uglier you are as a child the better your brain develops (laughs) so if you have an ugly kid you can bank on them being you know pretty smart insightful as hell.
1: and smart oh and one more thing that i wanted to say about her is that she was the first i don't know if it was technically called this at the time but she was the first ambassador to the u.n like right when the u.n was created harry huh. truman made her the first u.s representative to the u.n i don't know if it was called the ambassador at that time but she was yeah
2: like after fdr died
1: yeah so fdr dies world war ii ends u.n happens yeah. and they send her they send eleanor roosevelt was our representative so pretty cool lady
0: great so, who's our next one in the chronology?
1: I, um, I think Jackie.
0: Oh, I think it's probably me
1: again. <laughs> I was like, wait.
2: We've oh, had to, yeah, it? I
1: was like, oh, it's me again. Okay. <laughs> no, this is good because they're two very contrasting people because my next person is Jackie Kennedy. Yeah. Born Jacqueline. Ja- born Jacqueline Lee Bouvier. <laughs> um, poor. Obviously but, very yes. poor. <laughs> um, so, she... <laughs> Was called by her parents the most beautiful daughter a man ever had. Um, <laughs> one of her teachers described her as a darling child, the prettiest little girl, very clever, very artistic, and full of the devil. Oh my oh, gosh! So okay, <laughs> she was very different from Eleanor Roosevelt in essentially all respects. I mean, both of them—not to say that she like she sucks—but she was not. She very much took on the role of like wife, mother, woman of the White House, uh-huh. very traditional all of that stuff um, she was she gave birth to JFK Jr two weeks after JFK was elected so when you see pictures of her at his first inauguration just think she gave birth like, Maybe two months before And she looks fantastic um, I mean she's like not nah, That's not a shock No um, Eleanor would come out With like all her baby weights, so. yeah. <laughs> Just normal These are just a, no. Two women Two very yeah. different women Two different women And it's okay to be different um, But no But Jackie was definitely More the Kate Middleton Like come out The day of your birth With a full blowout Like here's my baby Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, But as first lady, Jackie, you know, she created a lot of buzz because of her fashion choices. She was the first presidential wife to hire a press secretary. She was also the first president, uh, first first lady to win an Emmy. What did she win an Emmy for? So I will tell you her big project. Her big project when she was in the White House was restoring the White House. So basically... Kennedy gets elected. Jackie O shows up at the White House. She sees the way it's decorated. She's like, "It's all gotta go. This is all, <laughs> this is tacky as fuck. It looks terrible. <laughs> it's I not hate my, like, it."
0: New England sensibility. Exactly. She's
1: like, "This." She's like, "Okay, here's my project." So they decorating. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. I love decorating. Well, a
2: lot of it was restoration yes. as well. So
1: it was like. Basically, what had happened was previously everyone was allowed to just like take their stuff when they left the White House. So there were no like actually historically significant objects in it. So Jackie gets she gets allocated $50,000, spends it immediately. She <laughs> rest- Restoring the White House. She then publishes a guidebook that should be used for like the restoration. And then she starts just like contacting donors and she starts getting back like all of these historic items, getting people to donate them to the white house so that she can restore it. It's this huge project. Basically the way the white house looks today is because of Uh her. And then
0: she does this. And and Donald Trump goes in and calls it a shithole.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, he's talking about Jackie Kennedy's like decorating. Um, Someone should call that out. Yeah, I know. So then on February 14th, Oh my god! Today, yeah, we're recording recording. this on February fourteenth. So wow, nineteen sixty-two, Jackie takes to television and she gives a big tour of the White House, where she kind of—I think I've seen clips of that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's where she's like. I feel so strongly that the White House should have a fine collection of American pictures as possible. <laughs> it's so important the setting in which the presidency is presented to the world, to foreign visitors. That's, <laughs> that's my Jackie that's Kennedy, good. Kennedy. <laughs> right. I Listen, I I watch a lot of clips of her and try to repeat her weird accent <laughs> back because it's like... Well,
2: that's not even her real voice. She like put a voice on for that shit. Yeah,
1: well, that's her like... Because she has like that debutante upbringing, so that's a, yeah. like a New England debutante accent that isn't like, it doesn't yeah. exist anymore. So if you watch <laughs> videos of her, you're like, Funny that you're, like are Jack- you a ghost? You yeah. sound fucking crazy. It's like <laughs> Jackie <Dina Kennedy's> Lawson's <laughs> dialect is, like, gone. Yes, like, no one talks like that anymore. And she's just like, oh, how wonderful, Jack." Jack, <laughs> Jack. <Jake. laughs> we we had ever so much fun at the White House, Jack. It's, it's like fucking weird. Anyway, that's amazing. Um, she also like really showed. Oh, so that's what she won her Emmy for. Was okay, that. for that um, situation. And then she like really shown on foreign trips because she could speak French. Um, and she really impressed the public with her like foreign trips. And when she went to France, famously, Time Magazine. Uh they labeled it, uh, they, they like wrote about her trip and then they were like, there was also some fellow who came with her <laughs> talking about JFK and then JFK gave a speech, I am the man who accompanied Jacqueline Kennedy to Paris and I've quite enjoyed it. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard yes. that quote before. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I want to say about her, I mean, obviously, there were very sad things in her life. She lost a child while in the White House. She lost her husband fairly famously <laughs> while yeah. in the White House. You may remember. You yeah. guys probably know a little bit about that. Um, but there are these tapes that came out that she made. So they were released. They cheated on her like a lot yes and she knew about that but like it was what it was so four months after jfk's assassination she sat down and made these tapes with um a presidential biographer and they were not released until the 50th anniversary of his inauguration caroline kennedy released them and in them she's like (laughs) chain smoking cigarettes four mu- she's like four she, i mean she's deep in grief i mean obviously the most horrific thing that could possibly happen just happened and she talks shit about everybody and i really i really would like for everyone to listen to these she calls indira gandhi a real prune <laughs> <laughs> can you turn her accent a real prune bitter kind of pushy horrible woman uh she calls charles de Gaulle that egomaniac and she calls martin luther king jr who had not yet died so like know that this is before he was killed she calls him a phony (laughs) um oh and then she said she was talking about the president of south the sister-in-law of the president of south vietnam and this other woman who was a former member of congress and she says to him she goes I wouldn't be surprised if they were lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> so she really just shit talks yeah. a bunch of people. She also basically admits that like through the whole inauguration, she was hopped up on pills. I was say, had, they, like, were,
2: they were both fucked up the entire yeah, time. Yeah, they J were on K amphetamines and, the
1: whole time. Yeah, and
2: then they were like, they would get jacked up on amphetamines before like public For appearances. Yeah. And then so they would like, like be like. Like pre-gaming? Yeah, so they'd be yeah. like really like enigmatic and shit. And then to sleep, they would take downers.
1: Yeah. So they were drug addicts? Basically. Yeah. This is, so here's a quote describing the night of the inauguration. She recalls that she was both recovering from a cesarean section and exhausted. <laughs> 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 she get, skips dinner and takes a nap, but finds herself unable to get out of bed to attend the inaugural balls until Dr. Janet Travell, who would become her white house physician, materializes and hands her an orange pill. Wow. Like what was it? speed uh, yeah i mean i think it was speed all every housewife I mean, was on gave, speed at yeah that they time. gave
0: them like all these things that were basically just drugs um, so it's wow. just
1: interesting to contrast those two women and be like yeah. two very different ways of being influential mm-hmm. yeah in I the mean, white a house that's very tied to mm-hmm. their looks and how they're perceived by society well i mean here's
0: the thing like a younger woman a younger me was very much more into jackie she's chic she has that yeah. she's the flash you know she's mm-hmm. fun she's cool and i like i don't don't think i even thought about eleanor roosevelt yeah. like but you think about it now. I'm like, yeah, Eleanor Roosevelt. Like, I'm way more behind her and like the thing she actually stood for. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that like the one woman who was known for being co- less conventionally attractive or attractive, whatever, yeah. was the one who actually like had a lot of substance to what mm-hmm. she was trying to do. And then mm-hmm. Jackie, who's like very pretty, like she just
1: kind of was. Pretty. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like she's it's known in, for talking shit. But it's like I don't think that Jackie in. in In one way, I feel like Jackie was almost so beautiful and so chic that like the society wouldn't have had that from Mm -hmm. her. Like if she had been like if she had been super involved politically, I think people would have been like, like not about that. I I feel like she had to take on. I don't I mean, I don't think she I think that was also who she was as a person. Like
2: every congressperson's name, like their wives. She was like very like good at facts and like she knew history.
1: She seems like she was
0: like. The typical New England debutante, yeah. like role of the entertainer and the like hostess, and she knew what what her role yes. was, but, yeah. um, which is a traditional yeah. like female role, like yeah. be the second hand to the the man. Yeah.
2: But speaking of drugs, yes. Oh, my first lady is Betty Ford. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, the transition. <laughs> 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 Let's so, talk about it because I actually don't know that much about Betty Ford.
2: So Betty Ford, um, she grew up. She was born in Chicago. She was like Edith. Um, She was both she was married before she married Gerald Ford. Uh, She grew up she kind of had a a tragic upbringing um, when she was well, but she was also like very about equal rights from the get go at at 14. She taught younger children dances and then eventually even opened up her own dance school. And then her father died when she was 16. Um, they don't know he died from carbon monoxide poisoning. And oh, he's like wow. uh, they said he was working on his car in the garage, but they're Uh-oh. like, that sounds like a that? euphemism. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then his mom, so then her mom became the sole breadwinner and became a real estate agent. Um, and this was all in like the twenties, thirties and it greatly influenced Betty and shaped her views on equal pay and equality for women. Um, and it's good to note that before we get into it, that uh, Gerald Ford was Republican. And mm-hmm. so it was like conservative And then so when in August 1947, after she tried to become a dancer, she married a guy um, who ended up kind of being an asshole, but then he got into a coma right when she was about to divorce him. She nursed him back to health. Wow. And then divorced him. Um, Honestly. um, How nice of
1: her. I know. That's really nice. And (laughs) then,
2: yeah. And then she met uh, attorney Gerald Ford, Mm. who was trying to become a congressman. He Became one. Um, he kind of tried to keep it on the DL that she that they were getting married because he didn't want his constituents to find out that he was marrying a divorced woman. Wow. Um, but he came to, she became a first lady in a very, in the only way that someone had. She was, Gerald, Gerald Ford was President Nixon's uh, VP. Yeah. And so when Nixon resigned, she became first lady. Um, and so really
0: stepped in shit there yeah Yeah.
2: she was known as like the first like first lady to really like open herself up to the public so like right after he was uh right after he became president she was diagnosed with malignant breast cancer during a routine exam she went underwent a mastectomy and then she was very open about her illness and she raised the visibility and because a lot of like a Americans had previously been reluctant to discuss it. Like in the open, people didn't really talk about this kind of stuff then. And she would, apparently she was, cause she was a dancer. She mm-hmm. would always dance to disco in the white house. Oh,
1: I love and, that. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah.
2: She was like, and so, like I said, she was a huge proponent of equal rights. She supported the equal rights amendment and lobbied like really hard for its passage, despite, you know, like being coming from a Republican president. Mm-hmm. She also became a strong advocate for women's right. And, the freedom of choice. So she said about, um, abortion. I feel very strong. I feel very strongly that it was the best thing in the world when the Supreme court voted to legalize abortion. And in my words, to bring it out of the backwoods and put it into the hospitals where it belongs.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay, Betty.
2: Yeah. She was, she was basically like, she was more popular than her husband. Mm-hmm. People really liked her. Like there were stickers that said, I'm for Betty's husband when he was running for, <laughs> I like that. When he was running for re-election, he ended up losing to the Carters. Um,
0: not Beyonce and Jay-Z. No, yeah. <laughs> no, not the Knowles Carters. Yeah, the other, <laughs> the other Carters.
2: Um, he even appointed her to some like positions Oh. afterwards. Cause she, everyone really liked her. Um, but then, so since the early 1960s, she pinched a nerve in her neck. And so at the time, doctors really didn't have like a, a grasp upon how much they should be prescribing people. So they were giving her Valium and pills. Mm-hmm. And then when they left the White House, she became a big drinker. And then in 1978, she, the Ford family staged an intervention and forced her to con- confront her addiction to alcohol and painkillers. After some reluctance, she ended up uh, like hibernating in her house for a week she became sober and then went to a rehabilitation center the long beach naval hospital and basically she shared a room with a bunch of other women she cleaned restrooms she participated in emotional therapy sessions and she was Betty fucking forward yeah like, wow and then afterwards she after she was released she told everyone about it again she was like hey guys i struggled with this we need to bring addiction and to the forefront of the conversation because a lot of people do but it's so stigmatized that we don't discuss it so basically it led her to create the betty ford center and because she realized that during her convalescence that as a former first lady she had the power to create change and affect behavior and in 1982, after her full recovery, like, that's when she established the Betty Ford Center. And through her work there, she basically began to understand the connection between drug, drug addiction and those suffering with HIV AIDS. And then she eventually became to, to voice her support for gay marriage and um, their right, gay and lesbian rights in the workplace. Wow. That's great. She was, like, a, a, a feminist when there weren't a lot of feminists, especially conservative feminists, because there was that whole rise of like you know
0: the Phyllis Schlafly's,
2: yeah, like the right wing, like Lemon. Roger Stone, Ugh. the Roger Stone conservatives coming up in the Republican Party, and she was trying to still be yeah, cool. And she, she was also very apparently very pretty and a great dancer, and it, like I she was like her. Mm-hmm. She, was
1: she was kind of like she kind of lived in that place like right after like. I don't know, like, 2nd wave feminism had had b- its big yeah. height, and now this, like, conservative woman ideology was coming out. And so for her to say this stuff as a Republican is pretty cool. And also, like, so many of the issues she brought light to are still problems today. Yeah. Like, the opioid epidemic is all related to overprescription the, of the pain The Betty medicine. Ford Center
2: is still a huge thing. Like, yeah. uh, it helps a lot of people. It's really crazy. And it's crazy that it took someone like her to establish it.
0: Yeah, Right. I mean, I mean that's sort of like the catch-all for like rehab centers.
2: Honestly, I could have ta- I could have like read so much more about her at w- researching this. It w- she was really interesting.
1: That's cool. very interesting. Yeah. So do we want to end with a lesser-known first lady? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Someone you guys might not <laughs> have, ever heard have ever heard of, of this person. Hillary, Rodham, Clinton. Wow. Uh.
0: The hated first lady. Yeah. That's how I kind of think of her. As like, she's. I think ultimately history will vindicate Hillary yes. and she will be looked at as a hero. I mean, even you can see it now. She ran for president. And now there's four women as of now running for president. Well, I saw yeah. a
1: lot of parallels between her and Eleanor. Absolutely. In a lot of ways, except I do feel like Eleanor was more. Well, we'll talk about it, but I think Eleanor was more successfully able to like do. To work with people.
0: Yeah, during I think her so time. too. So just to give you some background on Hillary, she was raised in Chicago in a conservative family. And she was kind of that like, she was always that like overachieving kind Mm -hmm. of vibe Mm -hmm. of like she won like most likely to succeed in high school. Mm -hmm. When she was in college, she went to Wellesley and when she was in college, a lot of people like her classmates saw her as someone who could be the president Mm -hmm. one day. Uh, She majored in political science and when she was a freshman, she was actually president of the Wellesley Young Republicans. Wow. So little known and about hills um oh, while she was in college her views essentially evolved she became more liberal she started supporting the civil rights movement and she was kind of against the vietnam war um she started dating bill when she went to Yale law and he actually proposed and she turned him down. Yeah. Just like exactly how you're supposed to deal with a fuck boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's funny when
2: you yeah. look at their your, their pictures of them at that time, you could totally tell that they were hippies. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I love those pictures of her when she's wearing like the cool pants and, and she's the got, big got ass her big glasses. The big yeah, glasses. And, like the big
2: hair, like don't care. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So... Basically, um, eventually
0: she agrees to marry him, and they move to Arkansas. Um, and after law, she was after law school. Her main focus, and I think what people often forget about her is that her kind of policy focus was always on women, on children, and families. Mm-hmm. And she wrote that book, It Takes a Village. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's something that I think people kind of forget as that that was like her passion. Yeah. Um, she became the first lady of Arkansas when Bill Clinton was elected governor in 1979. She had Chelsea the following year and she kept practicing law. So she was, she was a working mom. Mm -hmm. You could say, um, he ran for president for the first time in 1992. And this is when everyone started to like hate her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the main reasons they hated her is because she didn't want to take the name Clinton. She wanted to be Hillary Rodham Clinton. Mm -hmm. And so that was like not, cool she
1: should yeah. have just married someone else whose last name was rodham she should well, have just married her first cousin. and then she had then she <laughs> right. had yeah
2: then she had to put on that like f- like she kind of had to like fake her southern accent yes. for a while. remember yeah. that if
1: you watch all the interviews with her when she's first lady of arkansas she's definitely has a weird southern accent and they, she's not from there yeah they like yeah. they like
2: really like Like, took her to task on her looks and the way she conducted herself. It was fucked up.
0: Well, I think they didn't like that she was both having a career and she was the first lady and she was a mom. And they... Basically criticized her for that Um, late like at one point in the campaign she said something about how she could have chosen to be like women staying at home and baking cookies and having teas but she wanted to pursue her career instead and that people took obviously as an insult it's like the typical like mom stay at home mom versus working mom Mm -hmm. war that she was just like on the forefront of and people called her Lady Macbeth.
1: Or Lady Macbeth of
0: Arkansas.
1: (laughs) Lady Macbeth of Arkansas. Yeah. That said. Or Little Rock, I think. I would love to see a Shakespeare adaptation like based off that. I know (laughs) when Hillary is Lady Macbeth. Anyway, we can work on that at another time. That's a project for a different day.
0: She also (laughs) was one of she also had an office in the West Wing, Mm -hmm. which like riles people up because it's like First Lady, stay in the East Wing. Mm -hmm. All the women are. Um, And then when she was first lady, healthcare reform actually became her thing. Like Mm -hmm. it went from being like mostly about kids and families to being healthcare. Um, Bill named her to the task force on national healthcare reform. And people started calling their like universal healthcare proposal Hillary care. Wow. wow. Right. It's like, you guys are so original. Like they can't even come up with like a new moniker. That doesn't even
2: sound good though.
0: No, it sounds
1: stupid.
2: Obamacare I mean, at least like has like kind of. like flows a, up yeah, the tongue a well.
1: to it. I mean, all of it's just so dumb. Yeah. It's, it's funny to see. Yeah. Like it's just recycled. It's just a recycled debate. That's yeah. been going on our whole lives. Unbeknownst to us. Unbeknownst. <laughs> totally unbeknownst.
0: But she did a lot of other things that I thought were really like just Very active and worth it she helped create the office on violence against women at the department of justice she initiated and shepherded the adoption and safe families act she was instrumental in the passage of the foster care independence act which doubled money for teenagers aging out of foster care so I mean it's funny that she gets kind of called out on being this like non wifely person like non motherly but really like what she was like really About was families, and that was her main policy focus. I mean, even healthcare is like a main policy focus. Um, then I think you guys know what happens next. Um, Bill Clinton cheated on her, they didn't like that she stood with him, uh, even though,
2: but then she came out of it kind of on top,
0: right? Her popularity popularity came up, she got
2: elected to senator of New
0: York for two terms, then she was secretary of state. She had a texting meme that people liked her, she danced like in some cute, like suits people liked her for a minute and then they hated her because of Benghazi and her emails
2: <laughs> well when she tried to aspire to a higher office that's when they were like oh you don't deserve that yeah I think that's when they didn't like her I think, yeah. I,
0: know. I think no, I think they didn't like her the whole time. I yeah. honestly think they just don't like this like kind of forceful personality. I think it's the fact that she's like both high achieving and her personality is very like forceful. She doesn't like. I don't think she really sees herself as less than men. Yeah, and
1: they and they can intuit that. Yeah, and they don't like it. And I think she sees herself as smarter than a lot of men who she yeah. meets. Like I think she's the smartest person in the room in most rooms that she goes into, and that's really intimidating to people who have been conditioned to want to at least count women out on every different whatever platform. Yeah. I feel like she's also the first like, uh, we talking about it again, like second wave feminist, capital F feminist to become a first lady. Yeah. So she kind of represented like, like a Gloria Steinem, Gloria Steinem's world to people. Right. And so people who were against that, yeah. like her not taking the last name, her like quote unquote disparaging working moms, her being in the West Wing, like all of those things. They were like, look at this feminist who's going to come in here. and try to like yeah and try to like do stuff
0: so that's that was hillary yeah that was our first lady episode
1: yeah Yeah. i really
0: enjoyed this episode you guys yeah i really feel like this doesn't get enough conversation yeah it's president's day so you know yeah let's let's talk talk about the ones
1: who really matter (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah um so i think I think for all, from all of us here at the sub, happy President's Day. Be best. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag be best. Remember to be best out there.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like, what will we say about Melania? We don't know. That she was. Uh, you know, I, you'd be
0: like, She was his third husband. His they wife, got married wife, at yeah. Mar-a-Lago. She once posed naked with diamonds on a magazine cover. And then she wore, I don't really care, do you? Yeah. And sometimes she would wear things that were, like, sartorially trolling him. I guess we don't know because maybe if they'll get a divorce. Like, I don't know what's going to happen.
2: She could do something amazing in the next... Year or a couple of months that he's still president. Yeah. You don't think
0: the, Melania? You don't think her anti-bullying campaign has already achieved that, Brian? Uh, <laughs> Melania released the P tape. Yeah. <laughs> release it. Imagine finding <laughs> out like Melania was there.
1: Yeah. Um, Melania just goes so where like she's married to Vladimir Putin now, and she released the P tape on her YouTube channel. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Um, <laughs> RooTube? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, guys. Until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy
0: Fishbach. I'm Brian Russell Smith.
1: And this is a very special episode of the Betches Supp Podcast. Bye. Bye.
0: Betches.